This week's question is all about breaking tasks down into manageable chunks and how to organise your academic studies. Hello and welcome to episode 281 of the Working With podcast, a podcast to answer all your questions about productivity, time management, self-development and goal planning. My name is Carl Pauline and I am your host for this show. An area I find most people struggle with is breaking bigger tasks down into manageable chunks. How do you determine something like write report on quarter one marketing campaign when you may not know where to start? While it might be clear what needs to be done, it may not be clear how long something like this would take. In many ways, this comes about because we're not prioritizing correctly. If your number one task for the day is to complete a report or write a paper for your professor, why would an email or message become more important? You have no idea what or how many emails and messages you will get each day. You only know you will get some. But email and messages can never be your priority for the day. They don't move things forward for you. They might help other people, but if your number one priority is the report, why change your plan? Anyway, before we go any further, let me hand you over to the mystery podcast voice for this week's question. This week's question comes from Megan. Megan asks, Hi Carl, thank you for your recent podcast on core work. One area I struggle with is knowing how long a task will take. Should I be allocating time for each task or just doing what I can? Additionally, how would a PhD student define their core work? Thank you, Megan, for your question. Now, let me begin with the second part of your question first. What is the core work of a PhD student? This is going to relate to your chosen topic. What are you studying? The vast majority of your work here is going to be researching, taking notes and perhaps con perhaps conducting studies. This is primarily likely to involve a lot of reading. So how much reading do you feel you need to do each week? This needs time allocating too and that's where your calendar comes in. Let's imagine you want to spend four hours a day reading. How will you break that down? If you want an if you are an early bird, someone who likes to start their day early, you may choose 6am to 8am as your reading time. You could then perhaps set aside a further two hours later in the afternoon. That would still leave you with plenty of time for dealing with communications, socialising and meeting with your professors. If you're not an early bird and prefer doing your reading later in the day, you can schedule it for late evening. Working on any studies you're conducting or papers you are writing should also be scheduled in your calendar. With these two activities, your calendar will tell you what your writing and reading blocks are and that's all they say. 
your task manager and notes will indicate what you read or write. Now, on to establishing how long a task should take you. That's going to be very different most of the time. However, it's not really about how long you should spend doing a task. It's more about how much time you have available to spend on that task. Let me give you a personal example from this podcast. It takes me around two hours to write the script for this podcast. Some days I can write it faster. Other days I may need more time. Every Tuesday morning, I have a two-hour writing block in my calendar and for the most part, I can get this script written. However, this week, I was only able to schedule an hour on Tuesday morning, which meant the script was only half done. I then needed to find another hour later in the week to finish it off. When looking at my calendar, I discovered that the only time I had available was Saturday evening. Now that raises a question. Do I use time I generally protect for other things or do I allocate an hour to writing the script? Well, as I need to record and publish the podcast on Sunday afternoon and Sunday morning I have a lot of meetings, the only time I had was Saturday. The decision was made. Now, I could of course have decided not to publish a podcast this week but I see this podcast as part of my core work and therefore non-negotiable. So the decision was easy. Block the hour off on Saturday evening. The truth is that doesn't happen very often. So it's not like I have to regularly write this script in my rest time. But it must be done. It must be done. Now, for the first part of your question, Megan, how do you determine how long a task will take? For most of you, a lot of what you do will be predictable. A simple example would be doing a weekly grocery shop. I know, for instance, I need an hour for this. Similarly, taking my dog for a walk will be an hour. You will also find a lot of the work you do is part of a process. If you were a graphic designer, perhaps much of your work would be sending concepts and ideas to your clients and awaiting their approval. If you've been designing for a long time, you will likely know how long a piece of work will take. I know, for instance, I need an hour to write my weekly blog post. It's not an exact science. Some days I can write it in 40 minutes, other days I need 90 minutes. On average, though, it takes around an hour. I watched an interesting talk by Jeffrey Archer. Jeffrey Archer is a prolific author, having written over 40 books in the last 40 years. He has an interesting schedule for doing his work. He will wake up at 5.30 in the morning and begin writing at 6am. He writes for two hours, by hand, not keyboard, and then takes a two-hour break. Then, from 10am to 12pm, he will write some more before taking another two-hour break. He will do another two-hour session from 2 till 4 and finally, between 6 and 8 p.m., he will read through what he has written for that day. The interesting thing here is he is not counting the amount of words he writes. That depends on the flow. Some days he will write a lot, other days it will be a struggle. The key for him is he follows the process each day. 
He knows after 40 books it will take him around a thousand hours to write a book and see it on the bookshelves. I know after nearly 800 blog posts that a blog post from first draft to publication takes two hours. Notice that Jeffrey Archer gets six hours of writing in each day and has plenty of time in the breaks to make phone calls, write emails and deal with other administration tasks. He's focused on the 1,000 hours over six months, not worrying about how many words he will write each day. So what about you? If you have a task to do, that, when does it need to be finished by? Imagine you have a task to do and you need to deliver it by the end of the week. The best day to start is today. First task, look at what needs to be done. Do you need to do some research? If so, how much time can you dedicate to the research? Perhaps you can only do two hours. That's fine. Block research time off in your calendar. How much time will you need to prepare the finished task? If it's a written piece or a presentation, how long do you need? If you leave that to Thursday, you're going to find yourself in trouble. My advice is start writing it no later than Wednesday. It's likely you will only know how much time you need when you begin the work. I find if I'm designing a workshop for a company, I only know how long it will take once I develop the outline. Once I have that, I can anticipate how much time I need. There's always going to be something in the work you do that will give you an indication how long something will take. Let's imagine you have a difficult customer. When you first learn of the problem, you will have no idea how long you will need to resolve the problem. You will not know that until you speak to the customer. So speak with the customer at the earliest opportunity. From that conversation, you will now have some idea about what needs to be done and how long it will take. If you delay having that conversation, all you will be doing is guessing. And worse, your brain will be warning you that you need to a lot of time. It's likely you won't need a lot of time, but our brain is not logical. It panics until you can give it something solid to work with. So make the call or open up your notes and make a decision on what you will do first and when you will do it. However, the only way you will learn how long something will take is to develop a process for doing your work. It's through processes that you will learn how long something will take. When I was teaching English, I used to do seminars for companies in different aspects of English communication. The first time I put together a seminar, I didn't know how long it would take. The first one took me around 20 hours. The second and subsequent ones took on average 16. Once I knew that, I could plan out my preparation time and refine things. I also focused on the process for building the seminar, so I was able to break down the component parts and make those more streamlined and give me a better understanding how long each part would take. It also taught me I needed a minimum of two weeks to prepare the seminar. It was possible to do it in a week, but that would mean working longer hours than I wanted to. 
I ended up with a process that took 16 hours spread out over two weeks. And that's what I would suggest you do with the work you are doing. Track what you do, how long each part takes, and look for ways to naturally break it down. You can then use your calendar to spread out the different parts so they get done. I hope that has helped, Megan. Thank you so much for your question, and thank you to you too for listening. It just remains for me now to wish you all a very, very productive week. 